Basketball fam, this is your boy L.A. Ray Harris of L.A. Courtside Podcast. Podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and brought to you via sponsorship by DraftKings.com. This is episode number 85 of L.A. Courtside Podcast and uh, I am happy to say I've been doing this for just about a whole year now and I've gotten in 85 episodes and I'm very, very happy. Very, very happy doing this. This is just so much fun talking to my L.A. fam about the Lakers and the Clippers and other news as it comes along. Lately, uh, these last week and a half or so, I've been taking a little uh, vacation and um, I actually have another vacation coming up where I am going to Mexico. So I want you all to let me know. Let me know on Twitter. Uh, am I doing the right thing here? And I'm only saying that because of the covid you know, it's a, it's a bunch of couples going. Now, obviously, when you get down to Mexico or anywhere out of the USA, you have to test positive. I'm sorry, you have to take a test. You don't want to be positive, of course. You have to take a COVID test upon your return to the United States. And if you test negative, that's fine. You hop on a plane, you come back home. But if you test positive, oh boy. And I've called down to the resort, going to Cabo San Lucas in uh it's Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, Hard Rock Hotel. They said, yes, if you test positive, you will be staying there during the 14-day quarantine period. Now, one bit of good news there at the Hard Rock Cafe, I guess this is a nice plug for them, is you do not have to pay to stay there. Now, they'll probably give you the lowest class of room available, although this is a very, very nice hotel. It was just newly built in 2019. But... You will be staying there for 14 days until you test negative and then you can come back home. So, I mean, I guess if you want to say I'm taking a chance. Yeah, I guess. But hey, man, everybody's so sick of this COVID stuff. You got to resume your life sometimes. So I'm going to go down there. I'm going to be extra, extra careful and, you know, make sure I got my mask on where appropriate. And, you know, when I'm on the beach. You know, I'm not going to have a mask on when I'm you know, on the beach or anything like that, or obviously inside the pool, but I will be extra, extra careful when I get down there. I mean, I can see myself, you know, sitting on that beach. You know, it reminds me of the Snoop Dogg commercial. I'm be sitting on the beach, you know, with a Corona in my hand and a shot of tequila, drinking that up as I look at the sunset coming down on Mexico. But while I was on vacation the first time, uh, I'm, I'm talking about the Lakers today. I'm going to split this episode up between Lakers and the Clippers. I'll do the Lakers today, uh, and then I'll come back and do the Clippers tomorrow. The Clippers, uh, as of this recording, are actually playing right now against Indiana, and the Lakers play later on tonight against Utah. So this particular episode will be uh, just about the Lakers, and tomorrow it'll be about the Clippers. So again, on vacation, the first time when I left for vacation, the Lakers were on a four-game winning streak. They beat Portland. They beat Minnesota. 
They beat Sacramento, and they beat Atlanta. Then I go on vacation for a minute, come back. What happens? They lose to Memphis, they lose to Sacramento, and they lose and just really, really got their asses kicked by the Denver Nuggets. And, you know, every episode, of course, you know, especially for the last, say, month, Russell Westbrook is the hot topic. He is the topic. You know, I'm going to talk about a trade rumor that I just heard uh, in a moment. But in that Memphis game, Westbrook was 2 of 12. 2 of 12 from the field. Minus 22 when he's on the floor. When he was on the floor. Scored 6 points. He had 7 rebounds, 6 assists. And, of course, the Russell Westbrook faithful, even if he has a bad shooting night like that, you know, they will jump on the triple-double bandwagon. Enough. Laker fans, listen to me. Enough with the triple-doubles. Okay, 10 points. That'll get you the triple-double, you know, if you, if you have 10 assists and 10 rebounds. Okay, enough of that. They don't need Russell Westbrook to focus on getting triple-doubles or hope he get triple-doubles or he's the walking triple-double. Doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean a hill of beans. Okay, the guy's not playing well. Two of, two of 12 is not going to hit it. Especially against a team like Memphis, you know, who's got shooters on your team. who has got athletes like, you know, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, guys that can shoot the ball. Memphis shot 54.7% from the field in that particular game. And the Lakers shot 46.4% from the field. It's not going to get it done. It's just not going to get it done. And then the next game against the Kings – you know, LeBron James, and let me go back real quick to that Grizzlies game. Let me go back to that one. You got, you got to speak about LeBron James because he's playing out of his mind. There's, you know, not enough superlatives in the dictionary to describe how he's playing. Against Memphis, LeBron James was 14 out of 19 from the field. Nine rebounds, seven assists, 35 points. If you look at the other starters on this team, Stanley Johnson, two points. By the way, uh, the Stanley Johnson bandwagon is, is, is going to fall off the tracks when they picked him up. I, I said it from the very beginning. I was used to Stanley Johnson from his days back in Detroit. I could not believe he was a top 10 draft pick by the Detroit Pistons. The guy's not good. Can he, can he defend the wing? Yes. Offensively, he's useless. He's absolutely putrid on the offensive end. Westbrook in the Memphis game, I just mentioned, only scored six points. Then you had seven points by Avery Bradley, who was only two of ten. And Malik Monk, who you really can't criticize all that much lately because he's been playing well. He was only three of 13 in that game for seven points. You can't expect him to be outstanding every single game. Now, Wayne Ellington, the three-point assassin, at least that's what they brought him in for. He played well that game, 16 points, four out of five from beyond the arc. Also, Austin Reeves. And here's a guy, I just wish Austin Reeves would be a little bit more aggressive on that court. Against Memphis, he was 6 of 8 for 16 points. And he was pretty aggressive. But there's, there's a lot of times where he's really, really passive with the basketball. He passes up a whole lot of shots. And maybe it's because he's a rookie. You know, he doesn't want to ruffle any feathers. You know, you know, LeBron James is not fond of rookies anyway. Never has been throughout his career. But damn, if you're open, you're an NBA player. I don't give a damn if you're a rookie and not shoot the basketball. Austin Rivers can shoot. So when you're open, shoot the ball. You can't do any worse than what some of these other Laker players are doing. 
So shoot it. Vogel has you in there for a reason. He does. He definitely doesn't have you in there to play defense. He's not a defender, Austin Reeves, but he can shoot the ball. So, you know, my my uh, New Year's resolution for him would be shoot the basketball, shoot the basketball a little bit more, son, and uh, that will bode well for the Lakers. And then they came back and played the Sacramento Kings, and they lost one twenty-five to one sixteen. I know in the Western Conference. You know, the scores tend to be a little higher than they are in the East. These guys run and gun, man, in the Western Conference. They run and gun. When they're open from three, they're jacking it up. And, you know, a lot of these teams have better outside shooters than the Lakers. And the Sacramento Kings is no exception. Darren Fox, 29 points. Killing them. Harrison Barnes, 23 points. Three of six from beyond the arc. Even Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley, a guy who I, I think has been a bust since he's been in the NBA, and he's just okay. He played 30 minutes and was 7 out of 12 from the field. One or two from beyond the arc, scored 16 points. Tyrese Halliburton, 5 of 10, 2 of 5 from beyond the arc, 14 points. They kind of they kind of uh, uh, stopped Buddy Hield a little bit, even though he scored 10 points. He played 29 minutes. But say all that to say that Sacramento has the requisite outside shooting you know, in order to be able to score points like 125. And then you look at the Lakers stat line against that Sacramento team, LeBron James again doing his thing, 13 out of 29, playing 39 minutes. But he was only 3 of 12 from beyond the arc. He scored 34 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Again, LeBron James has been the Lakers' top scorer in 16 out of their last 17 games. You know, when is this guy going to run out of gas? You know, you think about that. He, he's 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 the king. You know, you would think kings do not run out of gas. But hey, folks, yeah, we may call him the king, but the dude is human. He's human, and eventually, LeBron James is gonna wear down. Eventually, okay, he needs help big time. In this game, Malik Monk, um, he played very very well. Picked up uh, twenty. What did he score? Twenty two points. Seven out thirteen from the field. So the game against the Grizzlies was not that that good for Monk. But in the very next game, he made it up. He is a fixture in that starting lineup, <clears throat> excuse me, from this point forward. There's no way in the world he should be taken out the starting lineup. But the rest of the Lakers, Trevor Ariza, 25 minutes, two points. Russell Westbrook, again, two out of 14, eight points. He had 12 rebounds. This is what you will hear from Russ fans. But he had 12 rebounds, six assists. Okay, they lost 125 to 116. He's not scoring the way he should be scoring. And I've never seen a guy miss so many layups. I didn't know that, and maybe you L.A. fans may have known this, I did not know that Russell Westbrook was actually left-handed. The only thing that he does with his right hand is shoot the basketball. Maybe he should try shooting the left-handed. He writes left-handed. He's left-handed. He does everything left-handed except shoot a basketball. So maybe he should try something different. I'm being a little facetious right here. The guy's a, you know, a right-handed shooter. But he does tend to miss a ton of those left-handed layups. So I don't know what's going on there. Avery Bradley was only 2 of 9, scored 6 points. Stanley Johnson again, he had a decent game, I guess. He had 8 points in 12 minutes. And Austin Reeves, again, this game he was being aggressive. 28 points, 7 out of 10 from the field, 4 of 7 from beyond the arc for 19 points. 
shoot that ball, Austin. Shoot the ball, man. Nobody else is doing anything other than LeBron James shoot and, and Monk. So when you're open, shoot the ball. I'm not asking you to be a ball hog or anything like that, but hey, man, when you're open, do your thing. Do your thing. You won the Big 12 Player of the Year for nothing. You was a scorer in college. You was a scorer in high school. You shot the ball as many times as you wanted to. Shoot the pill, baby. And that will bode well for the Lakers. And then the ugly game against the Denver Nuggets. Oh, my goodness. As Florida Evans said, damn, damn, damn. 133-96. A 37-point route. And trust and believe, it was a route. The Lakers got bombarded by this dude by the name of Bones Highland. From I believe he comes from VCU. And if you watch that game, you can see why they call him Bones. He's about as skinny as a toothpick, dude. But I tell you what, he was jacking that pill up against the Lakers. He was trolling the Lakers. He was making fun of the Lakers. Oh, it, it, was, it was amazing. He has a little quirky, it's almost like a set shot type of deal. 8 out of 15 from the field, 6 of 10 from beyond the arc for 27 points. They had no answer for that kid whatsoever. And then Jeff Green, the old staple. Jeff Green, 10 out of 14, 4 of 5 from beyond the arc for 26 points. Hell, the Joker, you could say only, only had 17 points. But he had a triple-double now. You're talking about an efficient triple-double? Look at Joker's stats, 17 points, 12 rebounds, 13 assists. That's what I'm talking about. Now, if the Lakers can get that from Westbrook, that kind of output, 17 points, 12 rebounds, 13 assists, I'd say yes. Oh, yeah. Triple-double action all day long. You know, but leave the turnovers at home, Russ. And actually, the last few games, uh, Russ hasn't been turning the ball over at nearly as much as he has uh, in the beginning and the middle of the season. So maybe he's finally gotten the word and uh, he's taking better care of the basketball, which is good. He scored 19 points in this game, uh, which is a very, very good sign. Um, one funny thing that happened in that game, well, it kind of tickled me a little bit anyway, Russell Westbrook had the ball in the paint against Aaron Gordon for the Nuggets. And Gordon was kind of deaning him up a little bit. You know, he's being kind of physical, but there wasn't anything dirty. And, then, you know, Russ you know, dipped his shoulder in the, into uh, Gordon a couple of times. And, uh, you know, Gordon stood his ground. Westbrook fell to the floor, immediately got up, and got into Gordon's face. Now, what took me the most is Gordon, he just stood there looking like, okay, man, what's up? Now what you going to do? You know, we face-to-face now. I guess Westbrook maybe thought he was going to back down or something like that. Gordon, with that big old afro of his he got flowing out there, he just stood there and said, hey, man, what's up? So nobody... Nobody is getting intimidated by you, Russ. Just play your game. Just play your game. Don't turn the ball over so much, and I think you'll be fine. So in this game, he played well. 19 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and did not have a turnover. LeBron James did his thing, as he always does, 9 out of 23. Wasn't the most efficient game for LeBron James, but he did score 25 points. And, uh, but they just didn't have enough firepower for the Nuggets they, it, you know, it was just too much, too much to handle in Denver. So the Lakers, I mean, they're just, they're just trudging along here, 21 and 22, just hovering around 500. Now what's going to happen 
uh, Laker fans, when Anthony Davis get back, gets back, you just have to hope and pray that he finds his groove. Now, I know a lot of Laker fans were just, you know, dogging Anthony Davis, man, throughout the whole year. He's soft. He's a punk. He should be playing five. He get his big ass in the paint, blah, 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 blah. The guy's still, to me, a top ten player at worst. And if he comes back and lights a fire under the Lakers and they go on some sort of nice, you know, winning streak, and it's because of Anthony Davis, okay, uh, maybe some Laker fans may be eating crow. <clears throat> I still think the guy is very, very good. And uh, hopefully he comes back strong. And I think he will. I really think Anthony Davis, and from what I'm hearing, it's possible that he could be back, like, no later than the first week of February. I think I was hearing. I'll double check on that. But they definitely need him back. The Lakers are not going to win a championship without Anthony Davis. Just bottom line. If he's out, let's say if he was out for the season, you're not winning with LeBron James and Westbrook only. It's not going to happen. You need Anthony Davis in that lineup, uh, you know, 6'10", 6'11", guy that can shoot it, you know, from, you know, 10, 12 feet. He could take bigger guys off the dribble, go to the basket. He's a pretty good defender. You're going to need Anthony Davis to win a championship. It's just all it is to it. So, Laker fans, Lake Show, Laker Nation, I'm going to leave it right there. Again, this is an abbreviated version of L.A. Courts App Podcast, episode number 85, where it's just Laker-centric. And tomorrow, I will do a podcast on the L.A. Clippers and where I see them going from this point forward. And, and, and let me do this real quick and going back to uh, the Lakers really, really fast. I mentioned uh, earlier when I first started this episode that I was going to comment on the trade rumors that's going around. You know, the NBA trade, uh, trade deadline is coming up in, I want to say, two, three weeks, something like that. And, of course, there's all kind of rumors floating around. And, of course, there's all kind of uh, Russell Westbrook rumors floating around out there. This is one that I saw um, on Twitter yesterday. Uh, I'm not sure where it came from. I think it may have been a writer who proposed this trade. Just want to comment on it real quick. It involves the L.A. Lakers and the Philadelphia 76ers. And, of course, the main players in this trade proposal is Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons. Everybody knows I'm not a huge Ben Simmons fan. However, if that trade were straight up Ben Simmons for Russell Westbrook, just, you know, Simmons going to Lakers, Westbrook going to Philadelphia. If I'm the Lakers, I make that trade in New York minute. But this one um, had a couple more players involved. So it actually went like this. Philadelphia gets Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, and THT. And the Lakers get Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. If I'm the Lakers, I'll be doing cartwheels down Crenshaw Avenue taking that trade. I'd be fleecing Philadelphia if that was the case. Tobias Harris? Are you kidding me? Tobias Harris is not a, a superstar by any means. I wouldn't call him a star. He's a very, very good basketball player. The dude has a shot, a jump shot from the outside, which is what the Lakers need. He can drive to the basket, take players off the dribble. He's not horrible defensively. And you, you know what you're going to get from Tobias Harris. You, you're going to get consistency from him. Ben Simmons? No, Ben Simmons can't shoot from the outside. We all know that. But what the guy can do is he's a 6'10 guy that can run the floor and he can defend his ass off. If the Lakers were able to pull that off, great. That would be a great move for the organization. But here's my thing on all these trade rooms that I hear all the time, that especially that involve Westbrook. 
Why would the Philadelphia 76ers want Russell Westbrook? Can you imagine him playing with Joel Embiid? That's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. You're talking about round peg and square hole. I think Embiid would be ready to leave town. And again, this, you know, I don't, I don't want people to think that I think that Russell Westbrook is just the most horrible player in the world. It's just the fit. Where does he fit in? I don't think he's fitting in with the Lakers right now. I don't think he would fit in with Philadelphia. And then, you know, you know, the Lakers fans, they'll say, well, just, just throw in, you know, Kendrick Nunn. Okay, you're going to throw in a guy who hasn't played all year. Just throw him on in over to Philadelphia. Philadelphia say, okay, oh, yeah, we'll take Kendrick Nunn. He was had the longest bone bruise in the history on the planet. And THT, who this season has been very, very inconsistent. And I must say very disappointing so far. Well, just throw him in with, with, with none, Westbrook. Three inconsistent players. Well, you can't even say anything about none yet, but Westbrook and THT inconsistent. And uh, the Lakers will get Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons where you know what you're going to get night in and night out. I just personally don't think it would happen. I don't think Philadelphia would go for that even uh, as much as they want to get rid of Ben Simmons. But it was an interesting conversation that was had on Twitter yesterday. Uh, when it comes to the trade rumors. Before I sign off on uh, episode number 85 forever, let's hear a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If your sports book isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wild card weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, all right, all right, my L.A. sports fam. That was DraftKings.com, our sponsor. And if you want to place a bet on the NFL playoffs that are coming up, make sure you go to DraftKings.com and put promo code TBP in and place your bets. You can actually place your bet for the night's football game. Los Angeles Rams, your Los Angeles Rams, will be playing the Arizona Cardinals. And we're going to see what you made of, Matthew Stafford. We're going to see what you made of, uh, Sean McVay. You know, I don't know who has the most pressure on them, Stafford or McVay. Stafford hasn't won a playoff game in his entire career. Not one playoff game. And, you know, McVay and the rest of the Rams brass, you know, they brought in Stafford, they brought in Von Miller, they have... Aaron Donald, who's the best defensive player in the game. They have Jalen Ramsey, who's the best defensive back. They have Cooper Cup, who is the uh, front runner for the MVP in the NFL. They have to get it done. Arizona plays well on the road. 
try to stop Kyler Murray and the rest of those boys. And hopefully the Rams will pull out a victory. But if you sign up with DraftKings.com, you can go in there and place your bet on the Los Angeles Rams. So my L.A. fam, I'm going to leave right there as we're signing off with a little UB Illin by Run DMC, my favorite rap group of all time. And if you don't want to miss any upcoming episodes of L.A. Corsat Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, make sure you subscribe to L.A. Corsat Podcast. And uh, you won't miss any episodes, whether I talk about the Lakers on this one, whether I talk about the Clippers on the one for tomorrow, or in most instances, I talk about them both and other NBA news as well. So with that, my L.A. fam, I'm going to sign off right here. And until the next time. Peace. You be LA. You be LA.